Uh, hi. Hello. Sorry, I felt like stomping in on this one. All right. <laughs> you know, we're always so gentle in our introduction. War. <laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. I don't want, I just said it. <laughs> 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 the fuck do I have to say it twice why, for? Why do I always have to repeat myself with that, you? That's like the lather, rinse, repeat cycle. Like taken literally, you'll just never stop shampooing. Yes. You'll like, just. Until you die. You're still in the shower right now shampooing your hair. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, have you seen that video of, or it's not a video. Wow, my brain is weird. <laughs> it's a story. Okay. Not even a visual media okay. of um, Jenny Lawson, also known as the Bogus, who her dad would take in wild animals, and they had raccoons for a while, and the raccoons like washing things. Yeah, right. And it had a bar of soap, and it was a full bar when they left. And yeah. when they came home, there was like barely anything left. And the thing was and just exhausted. The right? raccoon looked exhausted, <laughs> but wouldn't let anyone take the soap away. And it was washing the bar of soap That's in the so sink. <laughs> That's what it made me think You almost of. feel bad for him. Yeah, but he like would not let anyone take it. She used it as a metaphor for herself when she's trying to do too much and gets exhausted, but doesn't want to like let anything go. Yeah. I, yeah. can, I can relate to that raccoon. Yeah, me too. I can relate to most raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite a bit like trash pandas. I'm, they, they get me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you get them. I don't know if no, they get you. they get me. Okay. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about. No taking in trash pandas, please. Uh, so, it is another episode. It is our 74th episode of Goose Chase. Yes. You know, the weird thing is, like, we keep doing this, and the number just keeps getting higher. It's freaking me out, man. <laughs> it's, like, spooky. <laughs> it's a weird coincidence. It's like every time we do it, the number gets higher. I don't understand it. I mean, how's... I don't know how it keeps happening. Me neither. Um... <laughs> What's new? Basic math and counting, guys. <laughs> um, so last week I said I might be a little phlegmy, and yes, although Aubrey said it didn't, I didn't sound too phlegmy. I don't think you sounded very phlegmy. But uh, did I sound Flemish? <laughs> you you did. You certainly didn't sound Flemish. <laughs> um, I would have known because I wouldn't have understood what you were saying. <laughs> I ended up going to urgent care. Yep. And having to get antibiotics. Yeah. Pump her full of antibiotics. Yeah. And as soon as I started taking them, I felt so much better. Yeah. So I had a sinus infection. It wasn't anything major. It just wasn't going away. It was like a week. In yeah. We normally. As you said, it started to migrate into the lungs, right? Yeah. Like it went into my chest. Yeah. And usually when I have sinus infections, it like goes into my ears and it's just like in my head. Like yeah. I'm very congested for a while and eventually it goes away. Yeah. But it freaked me out because you had had bronchitis that turned into pneumonia. Yeah. And because it immediately was like draining into my chest and I was having like those gross yeah. phlegm coughs. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh no, like if this doesn't go away, like it's going to get really bad. Friendly, and it could have. PSA, take care <clears throat> of that shit. Yeah. It could have had I not gone and, like, taken care of it. Mm -hmm. But after a week, I was just like, this is – I was losing my voice because I was coughing so much. Yeah. That that was finally why I was like, I need to do something. I ended up missing roller derby because 
I couldn't talk and felt like crap. So yeah. I was like, I can't do that. But um, yeah, I'm better now. <clears throat> I'm still on the antibiotics. I am going to take the full course because that's what you should do, even if you're feeling better. Yes. You take the full course of antibiotics. Yes. We don't want super bugs. Yes, don't breed super germs that kill us all. Yes. Take your pills. Take them all. Even if they upset your tummy, eat with them. And if you can't take them the way the doctor prescribes, like you can't take it three times a day, still finish the full course. You know, you really sound like you're talking to a person right now. You just conveyed a lot of like concern in your voice. <laughs> like I kind of believed it. I'm it's, like, oh shit, okay. It's because I'm I work in a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you have no idea the number of phone calls of people that are like, I have antibiotics left from two years ago. Are those still <clears throat> good? I'm like, you shouldn't have those left. Mm. Why did you not take them? And yes. no, they're not good two years later. <laughs> don't take those. And you don't even know if what you have is a virus or something you need antibiotics for. Yeah. Crazy right. people. Don't self-diagnose and just take random antibiotics. I think the other day was uh, that national day where you give back all your unused <laughs> medication to the police or whatever. And yeah. then they presumably sell it. <laughs> right? Uh, or take it themselves. I don't know which. Uh, but that was recently. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that because I don't have any pills laying around. But if I did, it's too late anyway. So why well, am I there, talking about it? That's, <laughs> there is like that one day a year, but yeah. you can also turn them in other times. It's not like the only opportunity you have. What? I believe the Austintown Police Department has a drop off all the time or certain yeah. times of the week. Most police departments have some arrangement. And then um, yeah. the Boardman Walgreens has a drop off as well. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> this has been Pharmacy Talk information yeah enough about pills what else we got but i love talking about pills yes um the other day i woke up with the thought danger coconut in my head (laughs) right now explain what that meant to you (laughs) (laughs) well at the time it very little because i just woke up with it in my head and i was like why am i waking up with danger coconut in my head like there was no image associated with it it wasn't like i had a dream about it it was just i woke up thinking danger coconut that's real weird i have no idea why yeah so i immediately went to one of our group texts with our friends and texted guys i just woke up thinking danger coconut what does it mean what does it mean what's wrong with me (laughs) but you didn't come up a good backstory (sighs) like a good a good story of your danger coconut what it is I can't remember what just just like the the like spy assassin thing. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, a, like I have this idea that like danger coconut <laughs> is actually responsible for all the bad crazy stuff that's happened in history, like, like assassinations. Bay of, Bay of pigs. Like, yeah, it's all danger coconut. <laughs> if you look real close at documentation, like if you look real close at photos, you'll see danger coconut in the background. Danger coconut did nine eleven. Danger coconut. Danger <laughs> coconut. <laughs> I like this idea. This is yes. gonna this is gonna be a photo series project for us. Yes. Um, because why not? It's something weird to do. Danger coconut. Danger coconut. <clears throat> I like danger coconut. I feel like I understand it. Yeah. It it was a weird <laughs> thing to wake up to, but also very enjoyable. Yeah. A lot of the time that stuff from like that, <laughs> that, that lucid period of when you're just waking up, a lot of that stuff just goes away. Yeah. It's it nice was, to be able to hold on to it. It was because one. it was so weird and it was like the first thing I thought of, and it was weird enough that I was like, nah, I got to, like, talk about that. Yeah. Normally, I'll have, like, thoughts like that, and like you said, I just, like, forget them. Yeah. But that, that was weird enough. I had to remember it. Uh, <clears throat> we have still not seen Endgame. 
We this have not. is starting to be a problem for me. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we can avoid the spoilers. We it's, need to see it soon. We have to see it. It's coming up on like a week since it's been out, right? Yeah. I just, we were going to go see it over the weekend, but then I was sick and I was like, might not be able to get tickets because it's yeah. like so many people are going because it's still like opening weekend and right. like... I was sick and I didn't want to be around that many people, even though I wasn't contagious. I just like didn't want to be around people and still coughing and stuff. And I was yeah. like, eh, probably not the best idea. It's also like a huge movie, right? Yeah. And it's like three hours long. Yeah, like, like That's not the kind of movie you go to when you're not feeling so hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have to see it. We have to. Because everyone, everyone has seen it. Seemingly. There's a, a moth. In that lamp. Ooh, yeah. I just, like, you did not just see my reaction to it. I was, like, like, (laughs) flinching because I saw it in my periphery. It's all right. He's a good dude. Well, it was just I didn't know he was there, and then he flew, like, (laughs) the top edge of my peripheral vision, and I, like, flinched visibly, but you were looking down. This has been Christy's Moth Report. (laughs) I'm going to keep tabs on it throughout the episode and just let you guys know what it's doing. I know you're concerned. This can be your McDouble watch. Um, just except I don't want to eat that moth. Well, no. <laughs> I don't want to eat McDonald's. <laughs> well, true. McDonald's <laughs> is not in our lamp right now. I had a moment of near weakness last week. <laughs> I pulled into the McDonald's drive-thru, and then I realized the line was just longer than I was willing to tolerate, and I was like, nope. thank God I have a reason to say no to this, and left. <laughs> God, I hate them That's so much. That's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> What else? <clears throat> I don't got that much. Yeah, me either, really. I don't know. Game of Thrones is still hype. Yep. Um, we shouldn't probably spoil things no. on this podcast no in spoilers. case people haven't seen it. <clears throat> it's awesome though. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy. The internet has found reasons to be mad at it anyway. Because of course, it's the internet. It's the internet. Um and it's the worst. But I'm just gonna come out there and say that those opinions are stupid. <laughs> I'm here to invalidate their opinion. <laughs> I'm invalid. You know, I'm usually about validation, but I'm invalidating those opinions. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like it's a like a lot of petty stuff. Also, like, just let people enjoy things. Just, yeah. Like, enjoying things isn't cool anymore, apparently. Like, yeah. it's way cooler well, to be like, well, this used to be good. This Well, this has been around forever. Yeah. This is a thing, like... We, we put a word to people who feel this way, and that is hipsters. But it's not – they weren't the first time. The popularization of that term was not the origination of people being too cool for shit. Right. Just because something is popular, it doesn't mean it's bad. Don't yeah. shit on something that makes people happy. You don't have to like it. Yeah. But, like, if other people are happy about it and talking about it – that might be, like, the only thing in their life that's making them happy right now. Just, like, let them fucking have it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, that's, you never know. That's That can be just someone's one thing. And there's so much miserable shit happening yeah. right now. Just, like, just let, people let be them distracted. have that thing. Yeah, just let people be distracted What's with what makes them happy. What's wrong with you? Like, just let us have our things. Yeah. I'm taking away their thing of shitting on people to make them feel better. Yeah, I don't know, Christy. It just doesn't seem fair. You know, the thing they like is to shit on your thing. I mean, you should really respect that. They can still shit on it, just, like, not in front of me. The Christy Davenport story. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, writing it down. Yeah, that's a gross one. That's super gross. Um, Well, what the heck? 
what the heck? Why don't we, uh... Is it time for that thing that we do sometimes? I think, yeah, it seems a little early, but screw it. I think there's a game we ought to be playing. Oh, yes. That yes. famous game. That famous game. God, I'm starting to get tired of saying that. I'm going to find a way to uh, fall in love with that joke again. Uh, <laughs> but it is time for Choose and you mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to mean It's time for truth and truth. Everyone's playing, everyone's playing a famous game, famous game, the game that's taking the internet by storm. It's time for truth and a Merv Griffin production. <sighs> That's right. It is time for Trues and Fnews. That's right. And uh, Trues and Fnews is a little game where I will tell you one true news headline and two false news headlines, Trues and Fnews, and you will tell me which one you think is the true one. All right. You mean the trues. The trues. Avoiding, of course, if the false will. one. Avoiding the Fnews. The Fnews. Yeah. Oh, God. I just, oh my God. I'm, I don't know what it is, but I'm just realizing exactly how dumb this is. You called it that. <laughs> this is your fault. I know. <laughs> but it's just like, right now, it's just starting to dawn on me. Like, it's like that thing of like, what are you doing with your life? 74 <laughs> episodes in, it's finally dawning <laughs> yes. on you? Yup. Over a year? I have, I have great Man. regret. Man. <laughs> That's a real learning curve. That's a real lag time there. <laughs> I have deep regret. I am ashamed of myself. You should be. I am. All right. Well, let's start. Let's play. <laughs> Sorry, going to cough my lungs out. First one. After too many close calls and with the encouragement of his family, famed storm chaser Reed Timmer is now chasing rainbows. Literally. <laughs> okay wow all right <laughs> second one man who turned co-workers offices into ball pits fired charged with vandalism oh wow third one suspicious object leads police to shut down state street but it was just the can of chef boyardee on wheels there's sorry, that moth well, I, went I was, over there. I was distracted by the moth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to say that one again? No, I got it. Oh, you're going to recap him anyway. Yeah. I got it. But uh, that is very dumb if real. Uh, <laughs> we'll say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's get him again. Let's hear him one more time. After too many close calls and with the encouragement of his family, famed storm chaser Reed Timmer is now chasing rainbows, literally. <laughs> God, I hope that. Okay. I love all of these. <laughs> I thought of the fake ones in the shower this morning, and I'm pretty <laughs> proud of them. Hmm. Um, man who turned co-workers' offices into ball pits fired charged with vandalism. Oh, my God. Okay. And lastly, suspicious object leads police to shut down State Street, but it was just a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... What even does that mean? I'm like trying to picture like it's a can of Chef Boyardee <laughs> with wheels <clears throat> on it. But why? That is so curious. Wow. You really this is the hardest one in a <laughs> long time. I, OK, so I want to think Rainbow Chaser isn't real because like how long could you do that before you're like, oh, it's just anywhere there was rain already and I don't have to go all over the place. Right. 
please tell me that guy's not doing that. Okay, so number <laughs> number two, the ball pit thing seems real. It seems super real. Like like I can see someone doing that, but but getting fired and charged charged with vandalism. You said charged, yeah, like a crime. Wow. And then okay. And then the question is, could you have possibly thought of a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels? That's the real. That's the million dollar question. Did you come up with a can of Chef Boyardee with wheels on it? Oh my god! This is a really good one. My brain is dark and full of terrors. Danger coconut. Danger coconut. Yeah. If I could think of danger coconut, I could think of a can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. Christ! And I wasn't even trying to think of danger coconut. No, that just imagine when I put some effort into it. He just plucked danger coconut out of the ether. Yep. Um, all right. I am shit. All right. I am going you to. You are shit? I am shit. I am going to guess it's number two. Ball pit guy. Ball pit guy is the right guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. No, no. you're wrong. No! Shut up. <laughs> is it Chef Boyardee? It's Chef Boyardee Shut on wheels, naturally. No. <laughs> How? I'll read it to you. <laughs> oh my, no, that's so weird. <clears throat> oh my God. All right. Police had to clear a downtown street on Tuesday due to a suspicious object, only to learn the object was a can of Chef Boyardee attached to skate wheels, naturally. <laughs> okay. At noon, officers saw the suspicious object in the street in the 200 block of South State Street. Oh, this is in Chicago, said <laughs> Officer Michael Carroll, a Chicago police spokesman. Wow. Out of an abundance of caution, uh, that's in quotes, officers blocked traffic and shut down operations at the nearby CTA Red Line station. Photos from Eric Tendian, who tweets about crime in Chicago, took photos of the object, which appeared to be a Chef Boyardee can attached to wheels. But why? Um, <clears throat> officers investigated the object and spoke to witnesses. Then let traffic and trains return to normal. Turns out a DePaul University student made the car prototype for a design class and put it on a sta on State Street to take a photo. <laughs> the student, a 19-year-old man, was ticketed for disorderly conduct and breach of peace, police Wait, said. that's ridiculous. He was scheduled to appear in court on June 10th. The incident led to people sharing jokes about the can online, such as... Um... <laughs> So suspicious package at 247 South State Street and pedestrian traffic now blocked off. And then the response to that is artist rendition of suspect. And it's just the cartoon picture of Chef Boyardee. It's <laughs> 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 amazing. Um, when Eric Tendian updated on Twitter, this is just a toy per a professor at DePaul. Uh, CWB Chicago responded, a DePaul class project? Give that student a Chef Boyard D minus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even the police got in on the joke. Um, well, was that the it's, police? It was CWB Chicago, uh, presumably like a news outlet. Oh. <clears throat> um, someone posted they closed down a downtown street for mobile ravioli. Uh, someone said lunch delivery has changed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. That sounds, first of all, if that's your class project, <laughs> that sounds really dumb. Um, I thought that maybe it was supposed to be like a, a prototype for like a remote control kind of thing, but they didn't say that. <clears throat> 
But it does appear to have kind of like an antenna thing off the back of it. There, mm. I understand why it looked like a suspicious package. It looks like something maybe someone yeah. was trying to make a bomb out of a can. Well, here's the other thing is anything like that, you kind of <clears throat> have to take seriously. Because yeah. one time it might be somebody's like improvised bomb. Yeah. You kind of have to treat it like it's a serious thing. Yeah. Because if you don't, that's when and, people realize and you they know can what's do that. scarier than an improvised bomb? <clears throat> an improvised bomb on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Could just project itself. I don't know. You like, just drive weird. it right to where you want to go, and you don't even have to be nearby. <clears throat> yeah, very strange. Yeah. But yeah, that's the real one. Chef Boyardee on wheels. I didn't even realize it was in Chicago. That makes it so much better. Wow. Wow, you busted <clears throat> me. You busted me. The you ball dumb pit busted. thing. The ball pit thing seemed so real. I'm sure that has. <clears throat> I'm sure people have done that yeah. and maybe even been fired, so, but maybe not charged. So the story I have in my head, because <clears throat> I always have a background story for everything. I don't know if you guys know that, but I have like a story for all this stuff. Wow, I don't do that. Like it's not like fully flushed out, but if I wanted to write an article. Like about it, I could write an article about it. Like it, <laughs> it's in my head. Like some of the details, at least. You put way more work into so, this than I do. I, it's it just happens. I I think it's because of the way I used to write songs. Like the way I write is just it. It's just the way it works in my head. Okay. Like the there's more details in my head than what I put into the song, and like a whole backstory. Okay. Same thing with these. It just happens. <clears throat> so my backstory for that is that he, uh, as a prank, filled his coworkers like cubicles or offices with the ball pit balls. Yeah. And then like everyone got into it, but like just totally trashed their offices playing <laughs> in the ball pits. What? <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> actually weirder than what you wrote down. Yeah. And then he got charged with vandalism because they really trashed the office. Everyone got really into <laughs> it. got really into it. Like, <laughs> disregard that I have a computer under there. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, you busted me. Good job. I'm proud. Yeah, you should be. That was a pretty tricky <clears> one. Uh, when I saw that Chef Boyardee article, I just, I knew. There were a couple <laughs> other ones that I, I was thinking of, but that one was just too perfect. <laughs> I love the artist rendering of the suspect being <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Yeah. I think the best part of that was the tweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So moving on. What do we got next? <clears throat> so um, this middle saggy is a little bit different. Um, instead of talking about like an article or, you know, whatever, I just want to talk about some music that I've gotten into lately. So I, I have Spotify. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm an old and I accidentally, well, not accidentally. <laughs> You're an old. I'm an old. I <laughs> I subscribe to it, like Spotify premium, yeah. whatever they call it. Right. Because it, there was like a, a really good deal at one point and I was like, okay, fine, I'll get it for three months. Well, when I went to cancel it, I couldn't figure out how to cancel it. Oh and I was God. like, well, I just have Spotify forever now. Wait, seriously? Yeah, I now know how to cancel it. <laughs> okay. But <clears throat> I don't want to. Okay. Because like a month ago, they sent me an email and they were like, hey, just so you know, if you have Spotify Premium, you also have Hulu included in that. Mm-hmm. So I already had Hulu, but it lets you change your billing yeah. to 
your Spotify. So now I have Hulu for free and I still have Spotify. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I want, if when I go to the gym, I've really been enjoying, like, I have a playlist that's just called exercise and I just keep adding stuff to it and I play it on random. So I just get like all kinds of random good music that makes me happy when I'm exercising. Mm -hmm. And I really like it for that reason because I have it downloaded. It doesn't eat up my data or anything like that. So lately I've just been hearing about like people have been suggesting different musicians and stuff. Uh And I last night was just searching for a bunch of them on Spotify. And at one point recently, I was also just listening to, they give you like your playlist of the week, like their suggestions for you. Like based on what you listen to? Yeah. Okay. And there's, there's usually like stuff in there that I really do like a good portion of it. I'd say their algorithm is like pretty good at pegging me. Yeah, I've heard they're actually good at that. Yeah. So, um, Some of these are from that, and some of these are just, like, people telling me they're good. Everyone is on about Lizzo lately. Um, She's a female rapper. I really like her. Actually, the first three are – they're all three female rappers. Um, I really like her because her songs are just, like, energetic and happy and, like, good positive messages about, like – your body and being who you are. My and like body? Your body specifically. It was I thought it was a little weird because she like said your name <laughs> in the song. I don't like this at all. It's a little strange. I'm gonna write an email. <laughs> <laughs> um so songs to listen to for Lizzo would be Good as Hell and Juice, I think are like two of the popular ones. Juice. Yeah, they're they're just they make me happy. Like as soon as they start playing, I feel happy. That's nice. Yeah, like it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. And she's it's just like um like viral. It just makes me happy. Okay. <clears throat> like the song Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Um the second one is Miss Eve's. Uh my favorite song by her is called Thunder Thighs. All all these people are like very body positive and everything which i love yeah but she's a song called thunder thighs and the video for it is fantastic and i, I yeah we've watched that a couple of times together that's yeah. a pretty good one it's great my and my favorite I, part of the video is that little that little girl yeah with the attitude on the steps yeah she's great <laughs> and the whole thing there's so much about the video that's awesome um she also has a song called left swipe left um she's she has songs that i feel like the way she writes is so relatable because it's not trying to be like she's not trying to rap so fast you can't hear her or she you know she's not trying to make a message that isn't relatable in any way. It's just like normal everyday girl problems kind of thing or like everyday people problems for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, she has one song called Homebody that's about like not wanting to go out and just wanting to like watch Netflix. Same. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> I relate she, to that big time. She has another song called Left Swipe Left, which is about dating yeah. in the internet age and how horrible it is. 
Um, I never ever want to have to do that. I know. If we if we, we are, split, we're I'm stuck dead. together forever. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if we split, I'm dead because I I do not ever want to yeah. do that online dating. Same. Thing. Um. So towards the end of the song, uh, there's a refrain where she just says. I'm going to die alone repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Jesus. I have cheese and chocolate. I have cheese and chocolate. Somebody date me. <laughs> That's how the song ends, <laughs> which I'm like, Relatable. I feel that way too. If I were single, I, that's how I would feel. I have cheese and chocolate. Why is no one dating this? Why has no one Why been lured no into one... my cheese and chocolate trap? <laughs> but also, like, if that was someone's line, I'd probably fall for it. It's not bad. Yeah. I have cheese and chocolate. All right. That's at least the first date. That's, I'll come hang out and eat cheese and chocolate. <laughs> Let's see what's going on here and if there's more cheese and more chocolate. Yeah. yeah. If you can keep the cheese and chocolate train rolling, then I am here for it. <laughs> That's it's weird. 90% of why we're together. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I like Miss Eves because she's funny and relatable and yeah. positive and just just great. It's great fun to listen to. It's great fun. <clears throat> great fun. It's <laughs> a very, very English way. Just, oh, it's, gr- it's great well, it's fun. It's great fun to listen to. That's not an English accent, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, it's great fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my third suggestion is Tierra Whack. Um, Tierra Whack. Yes. You actually know this one song, the first song. It's called Pretty Ugly. Because if you've watched this show, Shrill, um, it's in an episode. And yeah. in between episodes, they, like, play – they show, like, the main character walking down the street and this song is playing in the background. I do not – I can't <clears throat> call it to memory. It's um, – the chorus is, like, I'm doing good, I'm doing great, I'm doing fine. Something like that. That's not how it sounds, but <laughs> – It's not coming to mind, but that's okay. Um, I'll play it for you later. Um, it's another song that's, like – Contagious. It just gets stuck in my head and I really like it. Um, she also has a song called Fuck Off. Okay. Which is the one I started listening to earlier and you're like, what is happening? Right. <laughs> she also has a song called Unemployed and it has one of the weirdest music videos I've seen. Is this the one you were telling <clears throat> me about? Yes, I was trying to explain it to you. It didn't make sense. It doesn't, but I'll try to explain it to everyone. Yes, yeah, say it again because it didn't <laughs> make sense. <laughs> so basically, the video starts with her like in a chef's jacket with the hat and everything, like close up. You see her and she's rapping. Like, say, Chef Boyardee. Kind of like that. Okay. But black and female. Okay. <laughs> Like a black lady chef boyardee. Yes. Okay. Um. So then it pans back, and the further it pans back, you see a ginormous pile of potatoes next to her. And then this is where I'm already like, what? <laughs> and then she he's taking potatoes and doing various things to them with her bare hands, like squeezing them, and suddenly they're mashed potatoes, or karate chopping them, and they're chopped into pieces. Oh, so. Okay, so now that you say that, it sort of seems almost like a, it's like one of those camera trick kind of things where it's like cut the camera and then like come back and now it's mashed potato. Like it's like a. They probably did something like that to get trickery. the effect. But yeah, um, then uh, at one point they pan to the pile of potatoes and one of them has a face 
And he's, like, terrified, obviously, because he sees what's happening. And then she's, like, making faces at the potato. Like, she sees that it has a face at one point. Yeah. And then another point in the song, there's, like, it, another one with a face, and it's doing the rapping. It's, like, the weird sentient potatoes. And then it gets weirder because you realize <laughs> that she's making all of these potatoes for someone specifically, and she's bringing them out to the person, and that person is a giant fucking potato. <laughs> it's like a Jabba to Hut potato. Um, That's creepy. And it like to grab its food, it grows like the little the root things <sighs> like. And, yeah, and it like they form little hands and it's eating these potatoes. It's like cannibalizing these potatoes. This is messed up. And she just keeps having to go back into the kitchen and make more various kinds of potatoes and bring them out. It's very weird. I don't know what it has to do with the song, really. It's so strange. It sounds and I like kind someone's acid it. trip. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was super weird. I don't know who came up with the idea, but like someone please check on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're done tripping. What what video is that again? <laughs> That's for this song Unemployed by okay. Tierra Wack. And her name is spelled T I E R R A W H A C K. Wow, okay. Lizzo is L I Z Z O and Miss Eves is M I S S space E A V E S. Those are pretty easy. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Also, another suggestion is Billie Eilish, who we've mm -hmm. been talking about a lot lately. Yeah, right. Ever um, since she was on Hot Ones, more or less. <clears throat> she got on my radar because of Hot Ones. Um, she was on my radar a little bit before then, and our friend Jen had played one of her songs for us one time when we were hanging out. And I had already heard a little bit of her stuff and seen interviews of her and been mm. intrigued. But her music is just so good, and she's super young, like 15 or 16. Yeah, right. And she's fantastic. And she, and she acts like it, too. Like, she acts kind of like a kid, which yeah. is kind of fun, but I guess. I, I feel like in some ways she does. Well, I mean. But in, in other ways, I feel like she has this thing about her, like, she's maybe seen too much. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it, it. She has, like, an, an irreverence. That's it. That's it. Irreverence. That's the thing yeah. I'm looking for. Which yeah. is just, like, the kind of thing of just, like, <laughs> not... Not having been dulled by the world yet. <laughs> right? I, but it's weird because I feel like there is a little bit of cynicism mixed with it. Yeah, but, maybe. Because she is in the music industry and has been in it long enough now to, like, see stuff and, and know how crappy it is. Mm -hmm. She does seem pretty down to earth and pretty invested in just, like, doing her thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure she writes music with her brother. Like, they're a team and they've always written together. Um, and she's, I feel like she is one of the most original musicians I've heard in a long time. Yeah. She's doing something interesting. Like I, I can't put my finger on what style it is or what exactly I would call it. It's just good. Well, it's certainly some degree of pop music, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, it's unique. Yeah. I just, it doesn't remind me of anything else. I think that's what it is. Like, there's nothing else I think of when I listen to it. And a lot of times with bands, there is, and that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, I've never heard stuff like her music before. And her music videos are also usually weird and fucked up. <laughs> um, I think we watched the video for You Should See Me With a Crown. I think that's the name of the song. 
And last night, and there's like spiders all over her and like coming out of her mouth and crawling mm-hmm. on her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty creepy. <clears throat> there's another music video of hers where there's just like black ink coming out of her mouth or like blue ink coming out of her mouth. It, yeah. It's always something coming out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. For whoever's the, the like cre- the visual creative, you know, on these videos. Yeah. It has some very strange ideas. Yeah. And she's also not afraid of not looking pretty. Okay. Like she's not concerned with like keeping a like pretty image. Like the stuff she does in her videos and like, she doesn't care what her face looks like when she's singing. She doesn't care if she's going to look ugly because she's making a face because there's, like, black ink coming out of her mouth. Like, I love that. Yeah. And I, I hope that's something she's able to keep is just, like, doing her thing and not as much concern for looking a specific way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I love her right now. And then this is a weird one that I found from Spotify, and this is the last one. But uh, the band what's Django tap- Django. tapping noise? I think it's me. You're... Yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> Sorry. I was kicking my legs like a three-year-old. <laughs> my feet don't really touch the ground. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I'm three. So okay. the band Django Django, which is D-J-A-N-G-O, mm-hmm. just twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do that and then again. And then again. Um, their songs Default and Found You. Are both really good. Yeah, those are the ones we listened to a little bit ago, right? Both of those? Yeah. And this is a band that does remind me of other bands. And I feel like every song they do reminds me of someone different. But they do feel like a throwback to me. Yeah. Like their approach. And I'm a sucker for like good harmonies. And they definitely have that. Yeah. And their song Found You specifically, that was one of the ones Spotify suggested for me. And I was like. Oh, who's this? Yeah, because it reminds me of the song "California Dreamin." It does. It which sounds a I lot love. like that. Yeah, it it just has that feeling and the harmonies and the like the reverb and like it's kind of like a big wall of sound thing with a ton <clears throat> of reverb and it drifts. And yeah, it feels. I don't know. It matches the character of California Dreamin. Like, yeah, pretty closely. It it has a dreamy sound to it. Yeah. And we talked about the fact, like, between you and I earlier, we talked about how it doesn't feel like their songs, like, transition into different parts or, like, change. That's not where it gains interest. It just kind of keeps, like, adding things and growing into itself. Yeah. It's, like, a a different approach. It envelops you. Yeah, like, a really common songwriting structure would involve, like, you know, your chorus (laughs) leading to some sort of, or your verse Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, break. Yeah. And it, it taking you back and forth between like two different kind of sides of the song, you know, different yeah. uh, different flavors. But yeah, it doesn't seem like they do that as much as they just add complexity. Yeah, go deeper is the way I think of it. It's like go deeper into the same song. Yeah, I like them a lot too. I, these suggestions can't be more different than from each other, yep. but um, I like all of those, and I think there's <clears> something. For everyone in those suggestions for the most part. It seems like you're like on the road to finding out what your summer jams are going to be. I think I, I have some of my summer jams already. Yeah. 
But I've added, like, most of the songs that I mentioned have been added to my exercise playlist. Because anything that, like, makes me happy goes in there. Because <laughs> right. when I'm exercising and a song comes on that, like, normally just, like, makes me happy and feel good, makes me feel like a fucking badass when I'm exercising to it. <laughs> like, I'm in, like, a music video in my head. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Especially, I like to listen to, um, oh, God, like. The Pixies, yeah, my exercise, oh, or that's like sweet. Uh, punk in general is really great yeah. to exercise to. It's great. I always think of Broken Face when I think of Pixies songs that get me excited. <clears throat> um, I think the one I have on my playlist is the Wave of Mutilation. Yeah, Wave of Mutilation. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good one. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have suggestions for songs I I should exercise <laughs> to, let me know. Yup. But yeah. That's what I'm doing with my time. Nice. <clears throat> those, those are a lot of interesting ideas. I haven't listened to a lot of music lately. It's just something I stopped doing. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like my, I feel my time, idle time too. in different ways, you know. Yeah. And that's that's why I like to listen to it while I'm doing something else. Because yeah. I never just feel like an, I can just listen to music. I have to have it on while I do other things. But for yeah. a while... I was listening to podcasts while I exercised, yeah. which is great, but like, not really like I energizing. Got, I was like, I have Spotify. I should be using it. Yeah. And then once Since I got like, back into listening to music, I was like, no, this makes this so much better. If I'm never going to cancel Spotify because <laughs> I don't know how, I may as well use it. I do want to reiterate, <laughs> I know how now. I'm just choosing not to. Yeah, right. That <laughs> seems like it's doing you like. It's doing you well. Like, it's doing you cool stuff. I was in a really bad mood the other day. Like, I was just depressed for no reason, which sometimes happens. And I decided to just, like, go through Spotify and, and listen to stuff because I just needed to clear my head. And mm -hmm. it made me feel really nice. That's good. It was good. It was all right. It was... All right. Well... <laughs> With that, I guess it's time to go to a break. That was really weird. All right. Um, so we'll take a break. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. And we'll be back with the main segment for this episode. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> back i just want to point Ooh. out that Bo was just chewing on a piece of wood uh-huh pretty normal uh, not just a piece of wood a piece of uh like stained wood and uh, yeah. and like with a coat of poly on it three yeah. coats of poly yeah it's probably good for him yeah that's, there's good. no way that's super toxic <laughs> yeah um that's just how it's he does. It's surprising he's alive sometimes. I'm telling <laughs> the you. The stuff he gets himself into. The things that dogs can just eat and just be fine, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh -huh. Anyway. Um, anyway, let's move on here. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about maybe wanting to just issue a warning up front of this episode because this is among, I mean, we talk about a lot of weird, dark stuff on this show, but this yeah. is going to uh, piss off and upset some people, I think. Um, yeah. Because this is. It's just like such a 
personal, I feel like, kind of, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. The, the, why don't you go ahead and say what the right. topic is? Yeah, right. So we're talking <clears throat> about incels or the involuntarily celibate, yes. um, which is a internet community of people who uh, consider themselves to be, like it sounds, uh, celibate against their will, like something has been denied to them by the world. Uh, they yes. feel that they are completely incapable um, of finding a partner for reasons that are unfair and stacked against them and all this. And they have a very specific view of the world and yeah. a view of what is like owed to and them. Specifically women. Oh, it's specifically about women. It's specific. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the whole episode. You summed it up right there. <laughs> it's it's real. It's specifically about sex and being denied sex uh, yeah. for reasons that don't make sense to them. Um, <sighs> there are a lot of sort of similar groups on the internet. There's like people that fall into different categories, like like, like the internet. and the internet's nice guys. Yeah. Is a big one. Uh, the sort of the the uh, guys that love to say what a nice guy they are, mm-hmm. like right after or sometimes while they're demeaning and denigrating a woman on the internet. Yeah, I think um, I recently saw a post that was like guys <clears throat> who complain that women don't like nice guys. Like you need to realize it's just that they do, but you're not a nice guy. Most typically, that seems to be the case. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some stuff that can be upsetting. Um, and uh, and it's, just, it's going to be heavy. Yeah. We're going to talk about how it started and why it's kind of important not to dismiss it, right? Yeah, right. I, I, I rarely sort of like brief you up front on what I'm researching and you rarely brief me on, on what you're researching. But this one I kind of felt a need to. <laughs> Well, you knew it was going to make me mad. Yes. So knew, I'm, I'm glad was... you did so I could kind of mentally prepare for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's just, let's just I guess, get into it right. All right. Um, so the – we already kind of covered it, but the incels kind of talk about themselves almost like a cla- – like a should, like what should be a protected class or something. Yes. Like uh, th- that the world has essentially discriminated against them. Um, at, at, at its most – <clears throat> literal the term doesn't i mean you know it does just as a word i don't think it's s- super controversial i mean like it's just you know at, taken as just a word it's just guys who can't get laid right yeah. but it's like it's, the philosophy around it. yeah it's when you fully unpack it that yes. you realize how problematic it is <clears throat> it's because my feeling on it just mm-hmm. like without you elaborating yet yeah it really comes from a sense of entitlement, like like women are sex dispensers and you mm-hmm. put time or attention mm-hmm. in and you get sex out. And if it doesn't work that way, they're pissed that it doesn't work that way and their yeah. mind is boggled and they feel like the world owes them something because this is the way it works and it's not working for me. And they don't realize that that's not the way it works and you're not entitled to anything. Yeah. And it's not that there aren't women out there who would have sex with you because there are. That's You're the, just being an asshole. Yeah. That's actually, I think, one of the most interesting things is that somehow these <clears throat> what the, one of the things they constantly miss is that this is also a problem women have attracting a partner. Yeah. It it's is a, not exclusive. It's universal. To men. Yeah. And it's 
none of that is reflected in their weird view of the world, which yeah. is a very carefully constructed um, sort of hierarchy of people, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I want to get into. But first, I want to go way back and talk about where the term first appeared. Okay. Because I found this very interesting. <laughs> the term incel was first coined and used by a woman, which blew my mind because this has become such a male-dominated community. Yeah. Um, uh, like it, it was a woman in reference to herself? Like yes. describing herself? Oh, okay. Yes, which surprised me. Um do the incels know that? Because I feel like they'd be mad. <laughs> they, they probably don't know the history. Uh, some of them might. Maybe we should tell them. This community has been around not that long. Like, like long enough that... Past people, several years, but... We're talking like early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, late 90s when this, this originated. Um, it was created by a Canadian college student on her website, Um She's known only as Alana publicly. Her website was known as Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project, uh, which was later uh, on an email list referred to as Invcel, and then eventually got shortened to Incel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Incel is the better portmanteau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that V out of there. Yeah, it's, it's just difficult to say. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, you don't need those two, uh, you know, <laughs> concurrent consonants. <laughs> Does it's hard to say? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to me that this was a, you know, sort of a, a woman-created term just because of it seems hard to believe now in context, I guess. Yeah. Um, th- but that also, like, when she created the concept, it was meant to include anyone of any gender who was lonely, had never had sex, or who hadn't had a relationship in a long time. So was her philosophy on this, like, did she feel that, like... It was the fault of the world that she was this way, or was she just like it was lamenting that this is how it is right now, and like I would like to, and I just haven't found a relationship or whatever to do this. That thing. Okay. Uh, the, the, much of what we now recognize as the incel community's views, n- none of that existed. Okay. It was really like a support group <clears throat> type thing. It All was right. A just like for- just like complaining and yeah. getting support from other people because you're in the same position. Just a place for people to gather around going, why does this have to be so hard? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You know? That's fine. Yes. That's positive. It is. It's good to have, like, a community of people who do understand what you're going through. Yeah, I think so. Especially if it's not, like, the norm or status quo. Like, if everyone around you is coupling and you're the one who isn't, it feels shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it can, it can become like like painfully <clears throat> obvious and, and overwhelming. I think. Yeah. Um. So, uh, since uh, the, uh, since this time, you know, like as as in up to now, she uh, she identified she identified part of her problem, uh, which was that she was bisexual and wasn't acknowledging that, um, and okay. entered her first real relationship, and abandoned the project. Yeah. Which I wrote kind of funny how getting laid changes your perspective on how you're not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can really turn that thing around, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but another factor. I, I do appreciate the fact that, like, she recognized that part of the issue mm-hmm. was something she wasn't addressing. <clears throat> something that she could explore and change. Yeah. Right? It's like that. It's agency <clears throat> over the situation and the problem. Yeah, it was an inward thing and not an outward thing. Yes. Like the cause is not everybody else's fault. It's yeah. 
And it wasn't necessarily that it, this was her fault. It was just that, oh, hey, in the midst of like not getting any, yeah. I've realized that this is something I need to think about. Right. It's just exactly. It's not a fault thing, but it is a matter of just like being more honest with yourself can lead anyone to flourish in one direction or the other. Yeah. Right? So um, basically another factor in her dropping the project was that she was starting to become aware that she was moderating a community that had been growing very fast and there were people that she couldn't really help or didn't fully understand and didn't she relate to. She was not qualified. Yeah, and, and didn't relate to them anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's it's you can kind of see the genesis of like a good idea that just, you know – Eventually, you just realize you're not really in this anymore. Like, well, you're not you're not the target populace yeah. anymore. Um, like, so I'm in a couple like child free groups, and occasionally something will happen, and someone in the group will decide to have a baby, right? For you know any number of reasons, and they'll I, leave the group. Like it's not for them anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's they're not part of that population anymore. They leave the group, but also. I've got to imagine that the stuff that they read in that group makes them feel bad because there's a lot of people probably being pretty righteous about not having most, children. Most of the most of the people that are in the group and then leave it the situation isn't usually I've changed my mind completely and decided to have a child. That's mm. usually not it. There's usually a little more nuance to it and so I don't think if they did stay quiet and stay in the group and just not really comment, yeah. they might not like be mad about it. But I, I, there's I it's not for it, them anymore. Like I can imagine, it's not feeling healthy to be a part of it anymore. <clears throat> yeah, you know? and especially like depending on the circumstances yeah. of of how that came about, it probably not good. There have been parents who like to try to like infiltrate. Oh, the child-free group, and weird. then eventually out themselves, and we're just like, why are you here? Why can't you just <laughs> let us have this? Oh, basic regret. <laughs> uh. I, I guess. Like, why? It's Well, it's like they spy on us, and then they go talk about it in other groups, and I'm like, why don't you just let us have this thing? Like, nobody else understands it. Like, that's why I understand the her creation of the group. But yeah, once you outgrow it, and it's not your thing, and yeah. it does sound like it, you know, it got too big it kind of got away from her yeah which which is a good enough reason <clears throat> to abandon it i yeah. think which she does around the year 2000 or so um so she has some i think really nice uh, words to share with people that uh you know i wanted to quote which is saying catching up to the romantic world is uh, a mysterious indirect process romantic connection seems to happen when you find joy in other aspects of life and then share that happiness with other people mm-hmm I really like that. And I think it's like a really good template that I think uh, I think maybe people aren't fully aware of when, when you can't see the forest for the trees kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I, well, I feel like it's sort of an offshoot of the cliche of like you fall in love when you're not trying to. Yeah. But it, it's that thing of like if you're doing other things and you're happy, mm -hmm. especially if you're like you have hobbies where you meet other people, mm -hmm. you're increasing – your dating pool, essentially, like you're increasing the number of people that you're coming in contact with. Yeah. And so you and you already have a shared interest. Yeah. Like it's easier to get to know someone when you have an in already, like the ice is sure. broken. Yeah. It just, it so just it gives people sense. more, more uh, venues for discussion and connection. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, enriching <clears> your <throat> life in one way opens these other venues for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she shuts down the project, right? Mm-hmm. Two groups uh, result from this. Uh, the, oh, no. the, the community one group dies in two groups. Well, yeah, really. Born. Basically, there's like a schism type thing where you have the you have two groups. The, the one is <clears> the love shy. And the other is incel support. Um, at the time, incel support seems to be the one that is the better of the two in the sense that it's still largely both for men and women. It seems mostly friendly and largely devoid of ranting and, and hatred and all that. Love Shy starts that way, I think, but then begins to Morphs. become the opposite, which is interesting. You would not, <coughs> based on the names of the two of them, that's not what you would expect. Yeah. What was the, it's Love Shy and what was the other <clears throat> Love one? Love Shy and Incel Support. Yeah. But it does seem like for a while that's actually supportive until, and I, I would presume by this point, that that's they're, not the case. They're both bad. <laughs> I don't know that for certain. Um, uh, so. Can I, can I just say like. It makes me really angry that other people who don't have that toxic mindset of like this is everybody else's fault mm-hmm. and and this is the world's issue. Mm-hmm. People who are also going through this thing don't necessarily have a place anymore because it's taken over by this mindset. Yeah, like where do those people go to not have to deal with that crazy bullshit, but still have a place to talk to people about the same situation that they're in. I think there are probably lots of very healthy places for discussion. And I'm actually not sure that I can characterize <laughs> any of these groups now. Because yeah. in fairness, when I went to Love Shy's support forum site, everything was mostly blocked. There were a couple, there was like one sticky thread that was left open more or less. Mm-hmm. And uh, something else, I can't remember. But there were like very few public facing things. It's probably all locked out to unlogged in users, right? Yeah. Um, and the thing that was up there was like a three part conversation, uh, that mostly it ended on the, the, like a, re- a relatively rational third poster, I think, if I remember correctly. So it seemed like they were trying to show that face of themselves to the world. Rationality. Um, yeah. Uh, it seemed like they were trying to be like, this is, this post is left public for people to get an idea of what we represent. Possibly. The lollipop guilt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, anyway, though, um, yeah, so uh, the the long and the short of it is that the community is very hard to pin down these days. Um, there's many similar and overlapping groups. It's kind of hard to see the boundaries. Um, the the big ones are the the incels, right? The pickup artists. I was going to say pickup artists have to fall into this. Yes. Anyone who thinks that they need a like trick women into like falling for them yeah that's not how it works uh so they're part of this and then the men's rights activists who are in, who are in there the, ba- the basically the way i describe them is i believe they cherry pick the ways in which men are disadvantaged which there are ways in which men are disadvantaged that is important to recognize i would argue overwhelmingly men are winning <laughs> right yes but <clears throat> I do think, and this is a kind of a point of contention, I think it's important to acknowledge that there are problems that men have. Even yeah. Even if on balance, they're, you know, like men are still kind of cleaning up, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, everybody has their issues. I do think it's important that 
probably where the ball got rolling on this is that a lot of these guys felt invalidated when they complained about their issue. Yes. And, And that is the kernel of like... Well, you don't deserve to be upset about this. Mm-hmm. And so this whole thing is like retaliation against the world for not understanding them. Yes. I think that's a really important point because I do think it's become very <laughs> in vogue to kind of dismiss the problems that do affect men. Yeah. And I don't know that people mean to for that to be the net result. No, I, I think it's a very guttural reaction of like. And and not a good one necessarily, but like it's got history behind it. Like I when get it. when the group that has the most is complaining about something, sure, it is really easy to shit on that and be like, okay, cry about it. This is all the shit we've dealt with, right? And that comparative struggle, that thing of like, you know, try and tell <laughs> me about your problems. I got bigger problems of my own. I think is partially a factor in creating groups like this. Yeah. And and, and th- I think it's important to like stop and think about that. I think another part of it is that sometimes if you are the group that has the advantage overarching, like the general group that you belong to, yeah. you are a white male and you have this advantage, you still as an individual have your shit and you mm-hmm. might not be prospering in the ways you want to be prospering. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard to see privilege when mm. you still have shit, you know, and it's it's hard to understand that. And then sometimes I think when other people start talking about like, hey, I just like want the same things as you and I want the same opportunities, mm-hmm. it becomes an argument because it feels like someone's trying to take something away from you because you only see your life and you feel like, you don't have that much. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is also, it's important to recognize that there are <clears throat> dudes out there that are like white, straight, and got nothing. Yeah. And those dudes probably reasonably get tired of hearing about how great their lives are. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? But I, I, I think that's why like the discussion of privilege is difficult because it's, it's not that you guaranteed have more and are doing amazing. Sure. It's the fact that... It's a thumb on the scale. In general, yeah, you would probably be granted opportunities that other people wouldn't be. Yes. And and that's the difference. It doesn't mean that you have been. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your life hasn't been shit or you've gone through some bad stuff. Yeah. It's just that if you were in the situation you were in and someone else was in the situation you were in and Mm -hmm. they were not the skin color you are or the gender you are, or have the sexuality that you do, or any number of things, things might be even worse for them. Right. And it's and it's also, because that's a might be, it's really hard to know. <laughs> yeah. And because the temperature of the conversation is so high, like, I feel like people don't hear that nuance that you just expressed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because the, just the, the heat is up. On, yeah. You know? And again, it, like, it it is just... It's a difficult conversation. And I understand the origins of these groups because yes. it's that combination of like, I feel like someone is taking something from me yeah, because they're saying I have all this shit and I don't even have it. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying I don't get to feel how I feel and they're totally dismissing me and they're the reason I'm in this situation. 
Yeah, you, you know what? I'm I'm trying to because I'm not trying to put this on the rest of the world. This is why this is such a difficult topic. Yeah, and I'm not either. I'm saying I understand why. This is still why this, these that's guys the fault. mindset. Yeah, I understand why that's the mindset. This yeah. is the kind of thinking that gets them there. Yeah, it's those feelings which are valid. It is valid to be upset about this shit. It is valid to not understand overarching themes yeah. in society, you know? Sure. And it's it's valid to be upset when someone dismisses you and invalidates you. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to totally dismiss your own participation in your life yes. and how you got yourself to where you're yes. at yes. and to blame other people for your problems. That's a critical point. That's a very critical point, <laughs> which I will talk about a little bit more later. Uh, but that's Hi. I think that's a super big deal. Um, man, dude, this one's a whole can of worms, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We're just like, we're uh, trying to untangle the worms it's, from each other. <laughs> it's such a mess. It's such a mess. It is. And I'm, I'm trying to be as open-minded and like Whoa. very rational about this as I can, because it does upset me, but I'm trying to understand me. not uh, obviously like, like, like you just said, this yeah. is still their fault, but well, now, now that I have you primed to empathize, now, yes. now I'm going to turn that completely upside down, <laughs> but I, I am trying to <laughs> understand the origins, understand how it got, how it snowballed to where it is. Cause well, I think yeah. that's important. I think it is too. to talk about and to understand because how can you solve a problem if you don't know how it started? Yeah. You need to address the core issue in order to like maybe talk sense into people. And also like for for me as a dude, like I kind of have I have this compulsion to understand it because it's like, why didn't I turn out like one of these guys? Why are they like that? Where yeah. does this come from? Like, you know, I know guys that probably see themselves this way. I I definitely have come across people that yeah. would fall into this group. It's for for me it's almost like a, a question of like, okay, well, primary question what are we going to do about this and how do we get here yeah i Um, i am a person in general in my life that if i i need to understand the why of things yes and it's like if you're giving me a set of rules or telling me to do something i like don't just tell me hey do this Mm -hmm. and i need to know like the rule set like in this situation this is what I do. These are the rules. These are the exceptions. This is why it works that way. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I'm confronted with a problem, that's how I think about it. Like, why did? Why is it this way? Mm-hmm. How did it happen? Because then we can address the how and the why and maybe get somewhere. Yeah. And I, I think that's like a logical way to go about it. I think so, too. And it is difficult to do that uh, in situations like this that aren't logical. The thing is, even as we're having this conversation, I'm still like running through examples <laughs> in my head that made me go, you know what? No, fuck these guys. I mean, yes, absolutely. Fuck them. Yeah. But... Well, don't fuck them. But fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's be clear about that. <laughs> don't fuck them, but fuck them. It's. It's so, this is so complicated. This is one of those things where it's like, I really want to empathize with people and they make it near impossible. Yes. Which again, I'm going to get into this. Okay. Let's get into it. I haven't even talked about incel beliefs yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I'm being super nice right now, guys. And just know (laughs) that I'm going to be real mad by the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, everyone is. I think I'm going to get some hate for this one. Oh, well, um, come at us, bro. So, okay, so what do these guys believe? Outside of the fact that they feel they deserve 
or should have received some romance that is not allotted to them. What are the core beliefs, right? One of the most central things that they seem to believe is that there is a clear dichotomy in men, right? Um, there are the kind of men who attract women and the kind of men who do not. They're guys who get laid and guys who don't. And they no, do. in the nice guy faction, this is the difference. It's the bad guys yeah, right. who are the ones that get laid and it's yes. the nice guys who don't. There's overlap there. And they think it's about 20% <laughs> of men that are the attractive ones, by the way. Okay, so um, they think they are the majority. They no, they think that they think themselves, the yeah, incels are the majority. The eighty percent of people that are not overwhelmingly, <clears throat> you know, uh, studs or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. They label people categorically with nicknames, which is something you've probably heard before. Uh, they call these guys chads. Oh yeah, um, a chad is a a guy who more or less is attractive and gets a lot of sex, right? Mm -hmm. um, we can always assume he is the incels villain. Um, yeah. He's the bad guy that stole your girl. But also, he's also the aspirational goal of a lot of these guys, too. That's the thing that's interesting about this yeah. is the fact that, like, they hate these yes. people, but they want to be them. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Um, the, in, in the second you get laid, your <laughs> friends in this group are going to turn against you and be madly jealous of you. Yeah, right. It's, I think it must change their, I know that it does change their existence after but quite a bit. But it's such a weird thing to want to be something that you've turned into a thing that you hate. Yeah. Like, that isn't rational. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's something you want to be, then it is, like, a good thing, and you're villainizing it. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not a thing. It is it, there any other, like, group in which that's a thing? I don't know. I do know that it's really, it's like obvious jealousy when you look at it that way. Yeah. It's not even like this is a bad thing to be. It's like this is a thing that I'm just not happy I'm not. Yeah. Um, Clearly. Yeah. I, I just can't think of any other group that is like that. I don't think so. I like, like the, like, well, maybe covertly. Yeah, not not people as hate, obviously and people outwardly. hate the things that they see in themselves and just don't want to admit to. So there is something like that. Yeah, um, but usually it's not something aspirational. At the same time, it's not like something that they want to be, right. and they're just pissed off they're not it. So they like villainize <laughs> everyone who is right, but they still want to be that person that they hate now. Well, but here's where I'm going to get into why that is. I think too is because they don't really blame the Chads. Yeah, they blame they the Veronicas bl or whatever they call the women. <laughs> they call the, okay. So one of them is a Stacy. What is a Stacy? Oh, there are several different ones. There's at least oh, there's several. Okay, so <laughs> okay, I'm gonna write these all down. So Chad. Chads are uh, the 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 fuckable dudes that get. I'm all gonna the write down that he has big dick energy. <laughs> See, at it's least one we, of my favorite terms. At least we can pluck some joy out of this. <laughs> You're about to get mad, though. Uh, of course. So what's a Stacy? A Stacy is uh, essentially the lady version of a Chad. She also gets laid a lot. Uh, you have no chance with her, right? Uh, she's not even going to notice you. I'm writing also has big dick, big dick energy. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, so the thing is, while a Chad is like sometimes hated, sometimes revered, <clears throat> Stacy is always hated. Yes. Stacy is there's never anything like once she's Stacy, she's hateable because she denied you and will never not. Right. Yes. There's another term, which is a 
Becky, which I didn't write down, but I had read later. And, and this confused me because it was basically like a slightly less attractive Stacy, but basically the same character, which is probably even more hateable. Well, that's, to them. The, thing, that's the thing is I was trying to figure out why do you need a term for that? And the term for that is worse. You gave them. Becky attention and not Stacy and Becky still rejected you. How dare she? You could have been chasing Stacy. That's yeah. why they need terms like that. But because in their heads, yeah. they are a Chad, and Chad is the best and the like well, they don't most think attractive. Chads. But here's they, what I'm just right. listen. Okay. They deserve a Stacy. Sure. <laughs> they deserve the attentions and romantic interactions and all that mm-hmm. of a Stacy. Yeah. They like did the Beckys a favor by even trying. <laughs> yeah. And Becky yes. still said no. So fuck Becky all the way around. Yeah. Like, Becky's also more fuck Stacy, but like, fuck Becky more. Be- because I deigned yeah. to even give her a shot. Yes. And she still turned me down. Correct. Yeah. I, I get these guys, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, they, I understand their minds. I well, do not condone it. Everyone has some element of these feelings in them, <laughs> you know, of like, you know, Having been rejected for one reason or another and having felt some version of these feelings. Yeah. And uh, like I haven't done necessarily a deep dive into this, but I do know a lot about this group of people. Like by interacting with people who are like this and by being a person of the Internet Mm -hmm. in general, like I understand to some degree their thought process. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a little scary for me. But. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to another one. A femoid. A <laughs> All right. Femoid is just another dehumanizing term mm-hmm. to make women out to be androids or robots who only pursue chads out of a reflex. Uh, I think it's super important to the incel mindset that this is a term that they use. Mm-hmm. The dehumanization thing is a really big deal. It happens all the time. They actually talk in this language just like seemingly without even thinking. Like the lingo is so ingrained. It's really poisonous. Yes, it is. It's really poisonous. Yes, it is. And like let's talk about dehumanization Mm -hmm. and how bad it can be. Yeah. Because dehumanization is how we can kill other people. Yep. Even in condoned ways. Like Like war. If you're in war. Yeah. Like you – have to dehumanize the enemy mm-hmm. because that is your job to do the thing that is like awful. Yes. And you have to be able to distance yourself enough from it to right. be able to do it. In order to not have guilt, <clears throat> you really do have to take away from someone else something that is innate to you. And, that you're, and that's that you're a person with and the that's drive. That's why and so many people come back in really bad shape mentally. Yeah. Because that's a lot of cognitive dissonance to deal with yeah. long term. Yeah. Um, and that's also why there's always really offensive terms for the enemy. Oh, yeah. Because you – that's a part of the dehumanization. That's why racial slurs exist. Yeah. You know, you take someone and reduce them down to like a four-letter word or something, you know. It's really easy to treat another human being really terribly mm-hmm. if you can make them seem like less of a human to you. Yeah. We're part of a template, you know. Yeah. Just part of like a – just a – just part of a uh, uh, out of the mold of whatever this kind of person is. Yeah. Well, it it's thinking of them as other and not like you. And mm-hmm. so not as worth your time and interest and yeah. all the things that you want in your life. Yeah. They don't deserve it as much because they're barely human. Right. 
I think it's core to the philosophy. Um, I, I know you're going to get into it later, but <laughs> yes. keep the dehumanization thing in mind yep. because this is how it's possible to do really awful things to other human beings. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm going to get into that. I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so here's what <laughs> I feel like I didn't want to say this one because it makes me really uncomfortable. Just say it. But this is a term it's that important. they have for essentially used up women. Mm-hmm. They call them roasties. And they call them that. Yeah, explain. Because they think if you just have a bunch of sex and you're really promiscuous and you just kind of used up, that your labia distend (laughs) to look like a roast beef sandwich. That's not how labias work. And shame on them for shaming people's labias. Yeah, some labias just look like roast beef. (laughs) There's all different kinds. Some of them don't. And, And if they don't, they probably never will. (laughs) <laughs> or they, they might change. You know, age changes a lot of things. Yeah, sure. So, the, you know, things just change um, just so they know. <laughs> I hate this one so much. <laughs> the vagina is almost nightmarishly elastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pat Oswald, for that one. And um, No, was, his was the human anus is yeah. almost nightmarishly elastic. But I'm borrowing the turn of phrase because it does apply. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah. A little PSA. Just because a woman has sex, it doesn't matter the frequency. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big the dicks are she's having sex with or how big the dildo is or how big the fist is or whatever she's doing. <laughs> or traffic cone and so on and you so know, forth. You know, the weird <laughs> uh, dragon dildos, whatever. <laughs> that, that I didn't know existed. That you did not know existed. And now I have to know exists. <laughs> Um, it doesn't matter Yeah, because of the elasticity of it. It's muscles. Yeah. Right. And if it's okay for a woman to have a baby and that doesn't make her loose, so mm-hmm. to speak. Right. Um, that baby is way bigger than practically <laughs> anything she's putting inside herself. Yeah. So if that doesn't make her loose, then just using her vagina in the way that it's supposed to be used is not going to make it loose. Like there isn't a loose vagina. Different vaginas are going to feel different to you. People have different muscle tones in all places of their body. (laughs) It's a very thorough PSA you're delivering (laughs) on the elasticity of the human vagina. I'm just saying (laughs) being loose is not a thing. Right. But it's a very juvenile belief, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me of like, being in high school or something and thinking that's a thing. I once, and I don't remember who this is, so they could very well listen to this, but uh, (laughs) I once had someone tell me that they could tell basically like how loose a woman was, like how much sex she had based on their walk. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Which is like a really funny concept to me. And I was like, all right, do it. And I forget what they said, but it was like, <laughs> it wasn't that consequential, clearly. But I'm like, this is a dumb concept. There might be something to the psychology of a person that's reflected in their walk. I don't know. I, who knows? Maybe, but not. Yeah. I don't I don't think you can tell how many <laughs> things I've put up there and with what frequency by how I walk. Moving on. <laughs> Unless maybe it's like real fresh. Yeah. Wait, yeah. 
All right. Moving on. <laughs> Super moving on. That's my PSA. Um, the last ones are Cucks and Soy Boys. I know of these. Uh, these are just uh, terms that you've seen <laughs> thrown around uh, in multiple contexts on the internet, and we can't get away from them for some reason. But basically, these are any guy who isn't an incel, but isn't a Chad, but is blind to the system. <laughs> right? So... 20% of guys are chads, right? And yeah. then there's the bottom 80%. But not all of those are so, incels, obviously. So it's like people who aren't incels but don't share this belief. So yeah. they are cucks or soy boys. Yeah, right. They're uh, they're unaware of the way that women are manipulating them, right? That's yeah. the philosophy. So, like, gay people don't exist to them, right? No, not really. That Honestly, it's, like, not a part of the way they talk about things. They just completely ignore homosexuality in general. At least yeah. as far as I could tell. I So, like, are there home? There have to be, like, some homosexual men that feel this way, right? I don't know. I would think that there have to be. But also considering what a subset of, like, heterosexuals are incels, it would have to probably be a very like, small Not group. very many, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It might be a very specific. Also, I just sort of think, like. Okay, I, I, I sort of think that the gay community is a little bit better about supporting their own. Well, it's... These dudes I are also like rogue. Think, I also think it's important that, like, when you're gay, you, like, are interested in people of the same gender as you. Mm -hmm. I, I think the gender difference is very important here because the, it's like thinking as women... Thinking of women as lesser than... Mm. And so the like same gender thing, I think, oh, kind of does maybe, play a role. Yeah, you know, it makes it much harder to like create that <clears throat> dehumanize. Split. That's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Not to say that you know people have all kinds of mental workarounds, so there might be, yeah, like gay men or you know lesbian women who do feel these things as well. Yeah, but they just aren't. As public about them, most likely. That's something to think about. I I would yeah. I don't have any information <clears throat> on that, but it's a very interesting thought. I just I feel like there's so many people and so many opinions, and they're yeah. mishmashed all over the place. So there's got to be someone who feels this way. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, all right, let me move forward a bit. Um, more or less, the incel community really took off on Reddit. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> Where else? <laughs> um. Arguably, its most toxic communities are on Reddit. There are there's some dedicated sites and message boards. Mm -hmm. Some of its most toxic stuff happened on Reddit. Uh, the ideology... <laughs> Gesundheit. Thank you. The ideology came to be known as the black pill. And I want to explain this because I think it's important. Yeah. Everyone knows red pill, blue pill. Yeah. But do you want to give like a rundown of that? I'm going to. Okay. Uh, it's very well understood. It comes out of the... It's it's It's... Origin was in the Matrix, the Matrix, right? So you have Morpheus offers Neo the chance to either continue to live his blissfully unaware existence and take the, you know, the blue pill or take the red pill, which will open his eyes to the way things really are, right? Mm -hmm. And that has been used by a number of communities, I think, to sort of to bolster their arguments for how they think things actually are by just sort of creating the straw man that other people can't possibly, <laughs> other people haven't taken the pill. They haven't questioned the things they consider to be the status quo, right? They haven't questioned those things. Yeah. Um, 
it's not really much of an argument for anything, but it is it is a statement of, you know, like uh, being uh, inquisitive and, and, and questioning your <laughs> assumptions. And I think that's that that in, impulse is healthy. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that that's why we have the show. Right. I don't think those guys necessarily arrive at their conclusions for that reason. But yeah. it is something that they seem to really like, because after all, it sounds cool. Right. Um, the 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 black pill is something completely different where the choices are between, you know, like the, the reality of the world and, you know, sort of like uh, being able to move forward with like a better understanding of it <coughs> or blissful ignorance. The black pill represents hopelessness. OK, Um, it manifests as a number of really disturbing attitudes and behaviors among the incel community. I think total hopelessness is a big part of why this community is capable of some of the awful things that I'll talk about later. Well, it's, it's like desperation, right? It's like feeling like everything sucks anyways, so why the fuck care if you fuck the world up? Nothing will ever get better. Yeah. I may as well just find something to enjoy in life. It's like ultimate cynicism. It is. And depression and all kinds of things rolled in. And, and I'll talk later about why I think it had to exist. Because I think there's a there's an existential reason for it among okay. the incel community. But basically where I'm going with this, and this is part of the reason that there was a warning up front, um, is that there's a, some really disturbing behaviors and attitudes among incels that manifest themselves as like people advocating for rape and mm -hmm. physical violence against women. Yeah. Um, they they have a way of encouraging and egging each other on with their ideas. It Oh my, oh god. my god. Is that the dog, the dog just burping? Burped very loud. Thanks for the comic relief, boy. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion on this matter. Um, Yeesh. Uh, oh god, I was about to say something and I got so distracted. What did you say right before he burped? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking about uh, advocating for rape and physical violence <laughs> oh, when geez. he burped. Yeesh. <laughs> um. Oh, God, I was going to say something in response to that. Yeah, this is a thing where they, they have a self, a self-reinforcing <laughs> cycle of pushing each other farther and farther with the things they're comfortable with That's saying what I was gonna and say. possibly I, doing. I forget the name for that, but yeah. it's it's like a known thing of like if you voice your opinion to a group yeah. and they show support of it, it's much easier to go far beyond where you would normally go yes. without group encouragement. A group think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you, you far surpass the lengths you would go to. Yes. When you are in a group of like-minded individuals who are like amping you up. And that's the thing about these guys is <clears throat> I don't think in my limited research, I ever saw anyone say that's not cool. Yeah. Ever. Like they don't seem to ever shut each other down, which is core to why this is what it is. Um, so I want to talk about in particular, someone named Elliot Roger Rogers, Elliot Roger, Elliot Roger, um, who in 2014 killed six people and, and injured 14 people near UC Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. Um, after the first three killings, he uploaded a video manifesto to YouTube and also sent out a text manifesto. There's like hundreds of pages. Um, and then went on to kill more people um, and explained in no uncertain terms that he wanted to punish women for rejecting him and punish sexually active men <laughs> for having what he couldn't have. Yeah. There was no, this was not unclear. He identified as an incel. It was made very obvious. 
This is not people this connecting is, the dots. This is basically making incels a terrorist group at this point. Like you've, yeah. you've now raised this problematic belief about your own life into something that really is, it was already dangerous to other people because you were already dehumanizing people. Yeah. But this put a really fucking fine point on it. Yeah. That this is a very dangerous mindset. And it wasn't the only time. The, yeah. This guy became a hero to people. <laughs> and yeah. there are no less than 10 paragraphs on Wikipedia of, de you know, detailing things that have happened since with guys who either identify directly as incels or guys who express incel beliefs. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't use the term, but they... The They're, same sense of entitlement yeah. or, you know, feelings that, like, <clears throat> women should be raped if yeah. they don't have sex with you and uh, whatever. They say things like, um, you know, uh, Elliot Roger will not be forgotten in their writings. Or they say things like the incel rebellion has begun before doing things like that. Yeah. There are a lot of specific examples. Um all of this is to say that they attracted – the subreddit attack, attracted a lot of attention and a change.org peti petition was started and after some consideration, Reddit banned the subreddit, right? Left Reddit. Except, of course, they didn't. Yeah. Because nothing can be this easy. They just changed their name. Yeah. So they tried a number of different subreddits. Uh, they eventually landed on the most popularly known one, um, which is a um, – what do you call it? A um, – a quarantined community on Reddit, which means you're warned heavily when you not go in go and on every it. post they say this is this is a subreddit which is known for <laughs> generating, you know, like uh, uh, offensive and extreme content or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? I'm not even going to say their name because fuck them. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is. But um, I had a look around. I did a little bit of research to see what these guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. And it is upsetting. Yeah. It is disturbing. Um, and I know I didn't even read the most extreme stuff. Yeah. Um, a great number of posts uh, focus on anger at specific women in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton of content is clearly designed to enrage each other. I mean, yeah. like half like, the, like taunting each other, right? Like, Well, most of the time, the, the, the post's intended <laughs> response you can see is, that's fucked up. Like that's they're they're posting things that are designed to make each other go. That's this is wrong. Like this is what's wrong with the world. Okay, like encouraging each other. Yeah. By providing, pointing out fucked up shit, providing in further their evidence mindset. of what they already think. Okay, get that. Yeah. I for a second I thought you meant like like attacking each other and then <laughs> then being like, well no. that's mean, and no. I'm like, well that doesn't make sense. No, it's, <laughs> this it's, mindset. It's looking out at the world and going, all this is messed up. And, and and just presenting cherry picking. Yeah, and, and encouraging each other. Like again, yeah. it's that groupthink thing yes. of like let's look at just the shit that proves our point and let's get more and more extreme about it because yeah. we have each other as a soundboard. Yes, exactly. Uh it's it's an <laughs> amplification. It happens without I think them even realizing it. Oh, of course. Um I, I don't I I doubt that a lot of these people are self-aware enough yeah. to dissect it this way. Yeah. A, a lot of things happening here are unbeknownst to them. They're not sitting here thinking, well, I'm dehumanizing women right now. 
now this is where I want to get into something that I think is actually really interesting <laughs> along those lines. It's like if they're not aware that they're doing this, what is what is causing some of the this behavior, right? Like what is causing some of the tendency that makes this thing amplify itself? And I want to talk in particular about the way that the black pill ideology works and why I think it has to exist in order to like keep the incel community what it is. Because I was thinking about this in particular, about they they started adopting this black pill ideology specifically when they were finding themselves surrounded with men's rights activists and um, pickup artists, right? Mm-hmm. These other communities with similar problems, I guess, or similar like uh, – Similar views, yeah. I think specifically about women. Yes. And those guys were essentially <coughs> infiltrating their ranks. And yeah. They, and they didn't like it. And they started to develop this hopelessness ideology. So they had to outsad the other groups? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's about outsadding them. Here's what I think it's really about. And this is where I'm going <laughs> to sound weird because uh, the, the pickup artist thing, I don't agree with those guys. I don't like those guys particularly, yeah. right? Well, there is, there's not a rule book or a way to trick women no. into fucking you or dating you it yeah. doesn't work that way and if How, it does okay. you've done something terrible actually there is and it's called uh treat a woman like a human being and get to know them as a person well the thing is those guys might actually succeed at getting laid more by hurting women's feelings but that's not a great thing but also by trying a lot yeah like as a pickup artist you are encouraged to just like Keep yeah. going out and practicing. Yes. You're increasing your odds by trying more. Which would lead you to think that you're more successful but uh, overall. But it's odds. It's like the yeah. more people you ask, the more bites you're going to get. The more like, times you throw a dart at a wall, the more likely you're going to hit the bullseye. Yeah. You know. Like the, oh, oh we could say. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I that metaphor going. now. I'm, I'm taking that Well, I, I made mine like a weird fishing thing. So like, <laughs> I don't like that either. But so we could give any number of terms for it. But yeah. That's what it, like, that's what it is. You're trying more and you're preying upon, you know, low self-esteem and shit like that. Yeah. Just how about don't be an asshole and treat people like people. So, so this is where I have to be specific (laughs) is I don't like any of that stuff. Yes. But there is a key difference, I think, between the MRA guys and the pickup artist guys and the incels. And that difference largely is... Is this a problem that you can fix for yourself? And the pickup artists have there are healthier ways to approach dating and maximizing your success at dating. And there are less healthy ways. Yeah. Right. And some of the things that those pickup guys have to say at the core aren't actually bad ideas. They're things Mm -hmm. that like that, like, for example, being your best self is a way to be more attractive to people. You should elevate yourself to be as good as you can be. At the very least, even though it might be misguided, yeah. they're trying to understand what to do yeah. or how to, like, get the attention of a woman. They're yeah. they're trying to understand how women think, basically. And they might be way off base with it. Yeah. I mean, they are way off base with it. And I think they still fail to see women as people often. Yes. But I, I think, like, yeah, I agree. There are going to be some... Yeah. facets of that that aren't bad like being a genuine person yeah 
and just like being proud and confident of who you are is always more attractive. Yeah. Dressing your best, being passionate about things. Maybe being... don't wear a giant fuzzy hat <laughs> and glasses if that's not you. Like if you are really into yeah. that, then fine. But yeah. like. I actually think so they call being, that peacocking. Yeah. Being a character is just personally. Yeah. Will put me off immediately. I think of Date Mike from The Office. Michael Scott. <laughs> oh my God. I'm yes. Date Mike. Nice to meet me. How do you like your eggs in the morning? Ugh. <laughs> um, Ugh. I, uh, and this is just me speaking personally. Yeah. I am pretty good at picking up when someone's not being genuine yeah. and there's nothing that skeeves me out more than that. Yeah. Just like when you can tell that the interaction you're getting with someone has some secondary purpose under there, or like you can feel like you're there's being ulterior motives in, in, I, I just like like when you're being it's steered. also it's also hard for me to be around people that are on all the time yeah and like never let their guard down yeah so it it's draining for me because I yeah. feel like they want something from me they yeah. want like my energy and attention and and they're demanding it and I have to give that and so I think that's the energy those guys take out into the world the yeah pick, the and so guys. it I can see you from a mile away. <laughs> I can feel you from a mile away and yeah. it doesn't make me want to date you. Right. Like if you just came into a situation just being yourself and mm -hmm. like tried to relate to me and find common ground. Yeah. I'd be way more likely to have a connection with you and actually form a relationship. Yes. If what they're looking for is a relationship. I think often it is not. Yeah. I mean, it could be a secondary purpose, but the primary also, purpose is this works always sex. just to get laid as well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be looking for a relationship. Yeah. Relating to people it also works for that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> but but you see the 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 difference. I think right is like yeah. even if it's even if they have some pretty unhealthy means, there's a philosophical difference between the, incels and the other guys. Yeah, there there is a a clear reason mm -hmm. things are the way they are and a clear approach to either mitigating it or fixing it. And this is the reason I think this has to exist within the incels because I think at the core of it there's a lot of very hurt people who <clears throat> cannot accept any responsibility for their part in where they are. Yeah. Because that's so much more painful. It's it's the woest of me's. Yeah. In, in yeah. amongst these groups. Yeah, it's it's a, you can't you cannot you cannot see the situation as something you have any agency or power over to fix because it hurts too much. And I think that's why they expelled those guys and went yeah. they're out of their way to, to be as hopeless as possible. And I think once you're in that place, you're self-insulated. It's a self-insulating ideology. Again, it's like desperation does crazy things. And if you are completely hopeless and feel like nothing is your fault and the world is the way it is and there's no way to fix it, it's totally fucked. Well, you can do some really awful shit because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. Like that's... nothing you do is going to make the situation worse if that's your mindset. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're already at the bottom. You guys, so. I'm sorry, you guys can't see me shrugging and giving a skeptical <laughs> eye. I don't know who I'm doing that for. <laughs> um, so I, I, I promise I'm approaching the end of this. I know this has been kind of a long no, don't, episode no, here. Don't apologize for that. It's just this is I feel like such a need to be so careful about how I talk about this because 
it's super loaded, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to get the impression that this is me trying to bring to this show. Um, look what you guys made the incels do. No, no, no. You know? <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would think that. It's just that you can... I think it's important to try to understand how these things happen. Yeah. And and try to understand why. It's not giving credence to it. It's not saying that it's okay. Right. It's just explanatory it's still in some level. It's the fault of the people who feel this way and are doing this. Right. But understanding what is happening in our society mm-hmm. that has snowballed into this group of people existing is important. Yeah. I mean, if we're ever going to s- slow this or <clears throat> stop this, we have to have a clear idea of what's happening. Yeah. And I think probably many people do. But for me, this was like a process of discovery because there's another thing I want to say that like I I started off by saying I don't want to laugh this off or dismiss this as just some weird dudes. Yeah. For this reason. Um, I guess this is sort of like – this is coming around to like my my thesis about this, which is I I really do think this is an issue of men failing men, men yeah, men failing other men. What's well, it's men not calling <clears throat> other men on their shit. It's it's a part that, and it's also a willingness to abandon the dude <clears throat> that's falling behind. <clears throat> yeah, um, and I feel like most of us have that person like that we can think of that just. Like, if you weren't already friends with that person and you saw them exhibiting this kind of behavior, you'd, you'd take, like, ten steps back, right? Yeah. And I don't know that I would have it in me to do any different even now. Yeah. You know, if I was to meet someone like this right now and didn't already know them, I don't, I don't think I'd want to associate. When Here's the thing, is when a mindset is already cemented, They already feel this, and it's a really extreme belief system. What can you do to change it? Fair. Right. That's a good question. And it's it's still, it's rooted in that helplessness thing, because now it's poisoning this as well. It's like, what is there to do? What can be changed? If they feel Mm -hmm. that there's no hope and this is what it is, and they're so far into those beliefs, what can I say? That's going to change their mind. I don't, I'm asking honestly, yeah. what kind of conversation can happen or what kind of interaction can happen that would change the people who already believe these things? There is some information that I found on this, and this was important to me. <clears throat> I think at the point where someone's already at this point, it can be very hard for anyone to have any direct influence <clears throat> to talk them backwards out of it. Yeah. And right? I do want to say. Yeah. For the sake of honesty, there's also that part of me that's like, why the fuck is it my job? No, you're right. You're to right. To fix them. You're right. But also, like, this is now the world's problem. That's exactly how I feel about it. Is and that was my conclusion, which I'll just say now is exactly what you just said. Is you can you can laugh and shrug this stuff off, and you can make fun of these guys <laughs> and all, and sometimes it makes it, it they make it very easy to laugh at them. Mm-hmm. But they have become the world's problem. Yeah. And it's not getting slower. Mm-hmm. You know, it is escalating. This is going to be a bigger problem next year than this year and the year after, unless mm-hmm. unless we find a way to 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 keep people from reaching that place of total isolation. I think 
that's the important thing. I th- I think it's going to be more like preventing other people from getting there than necessarily yeah. changing people's minds after the fact. Yeah. And maybe people's minds will be changed eventually when they see something. I don't know. Yeah. But like I I think trying to find ways to a- address this and mm-hmm. and make it so people don't get to that point of hopelessness is something to think about. Can I tell you a real interesting one? Yeah. As far as ways to deal with this, this <laughs> I found very interesting. There was an Ask Reddit thread about, you know, dear former incels of Reddit. Okay. How did you essentially escape? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it that changed your mind? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd be interested in reading that, actually. Yeah, actually, it's very interesting. Uh, it makes for some, some enlightening reading. Uh, the one thing I'll say is that there's... Lots of different stories. Mm-hmm. They do have a theme, um, which is over and over again, it's when they make the acknowledgement that women are people mm-hmm. and they don't owe you anything mm-hmm. and that the only way to improve your relationship with a person is to treat them like one. Yeah. Now, that sounds so basic and it is almost insulting that you have to say that out loud. But I don't know how to get someone to that point. If right. if they're to this point of hopelessness, black pill status, yeah, right, dehumanizing people, like I, I think the farther along they go, the more likely it is they stay there. Yeah, and and I obviously it does happen. Yeah, but like I don't. There's not going to be like a set way. There's not like a trigger word that I can say that like yeah. snaps them out of that mindset or belief. You're right. Well, but the so the interesting one that I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Was this guy wasn't exactly he didn't consider himself an incel, but something like and he was more likely a nice guy is how he described it. Right. Yeah. This guy said all of his friends, girlfriends really liked him and didn't understand why he had such bad luck with women. Yeah. And it it took him a long while to realize that that was because he treated them differently than all the other women. Yeah. Because he had genuine relationships with them that weren't. Centered around trying to he wasn't get romantic trying with them. to have sex with them or yeah. be in a relationship with them. Yes, like don't that seems so obvious too. <laughs> don't enter every interaction. Yeah, thinking that it's going to be romantic or it's going to be sexual. Yeah, like that's not fair to the person you're interacting with. Yeah, and someone's going to be disappointed if you go in with that mindset. Like. Again, if you go in treating someone like a person and just, like, yeah. want to have an honest interaction with them and then whatever happens, happens, mm-hmm. it's better for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's really important. That's a really important example because he was to... treating them like friends. Yes. And then, you know, realized that's why they liked him and they were nice to him and yeah. they didn't understand why. He was in this situation. This is a beam of hope for me. I as as much as it's hard, as much as it's difficult, I think empathy yeah. is really important. Yeah. And it's really difficult. And it's for not sympathy. More, for some people more so than others, too. It's not sympathy and it's not pity. It's genuine empathy yeah. right. that helps. It's like being mm-hmm. like, dude, I feel it. Society sucks. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. But, like, treat people like people. Like, 
Well, that's why I wanted to pull that example because if they can have like a friend that's a woman and a genuine friend that's a woman, yeah, like that guy yes. changes everything. It changes everything. That's that's why I wanted to pull that example is because it's really easy <laughs> to say treat women like people and people go, well, of course I do. They like it doesn't click right yeah. now when you actually, I think, get someone to sit down and go. Okay, I do have some successful relationships with women. Maybe not a lot of them. Maybe very like lightly, but yeah. there's a reason those are working. Is it because I'm not pursuing them? Yeah. And I'm not doing and saying and acting the way I do around women. I think I can, you know. It's also like also massive kudos to the guy for being introspective enough to like notice <laughs> those differences. Yeah. Because it's really hard to identify your own actions and like to understand the subtle differences in the way you're interacting with people in certain situations like a lot of people can't do that i agree like it's most people aren't that self-aware most people just act and they don't really understand the the machinations think about why you know they do the things they do sure um so i thought that was a really really interesting (laughs) example yeah I don't know if it's a thing that can be used in every situation, and I do think that it is increasingly hard the more these guys spend time in that community to see this. Yeah. Because they feel like they've been validated so many times over and over again. Yeah. But I think if it's possible to use this strategy to, you are like, okay, maybe I'm not actually as nice a guy as I think I am because, you know, like all these women I'm treating differently than these people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's It's interesting to me. It's not a, It's not going to be cut and dry, obviously, yeah. but yeah, if, if there can be a situation like that, that could be helpful. And yeah. I, oh God, I was going to say something else and I feel like I might have lost it. Can I say something about the friend thing? And I don't know. <laughs> what was the thing you were just saying right before I started I just, talking? Just before? <laughs> um, well, just saying that, yeah, the, the, I don't know if it can be applied everywhere, but like recognizing that maybe, you know, oh, makes okay, you Oh, okay, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I have been in situations where I've been dating someone mm-hmm. and they have a male friend and that male friend is like kind of super apologetic about himself to me or okay. like, or super paranoid that I'm not going to like him. <laughs> okay. And... I think it comes kind of from this, not saying that any of them necessarily were like incels, but I I think it kind of comes from the same place of like, she's not going to like me because women don't like me. Yeah. Or for whatever, like this group of people doesn't like me because of this thing about me or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and most of the time I like them just fine. It it's like I yeah. don't have a problem with you. Like if you're not a dick to me, then I'm probably gonna at least be able to tolerate your company in short time spans, like and yeah. have fun with you in specific situations. But like any of those situations that I've been in where like my boyfriend's friend who's super paranoid that I'm gonna hate him, mm-hmm. I never do. Yeah. Like right. I never do. Like those aren't the ones. Those aren't the ones. <laughs> well, the ones, uh, the, the the guys with the probably the uh, the awareness enough to feel like that maybe are more considerate than the true. You know, give true. themselves credit for. But I I do think it's like the beginning of that mindset of like, mm-hmm. well, girls just don't like me, or, or <clears throat> right. these type of people just don't like me. I've been banished and, to the friend zone. 
Yes. Hey, we're old enough to remember when that was a kind of a relatively new concept. Yes. The friend zone. A ethereal pl- plane you can be banished to. And let's just <laughs> put a fine point on it. It's the friend not, zone is not a thing. It's not a real place. The friend zone is a person telling you they don't want a romantic relationship with you. Yeah. That is not them banishing you to a specific place. That no. is them making their feelings clear. And if you can't respect that, like, that's not a them problem. It's also like you're failing to see, guys, that that is an invitation to friendship, whether you like it yeah. or not. And if, and okay, <laughs> honestly, if you cannot be in a relationship with that person that is not romantic. Mm-hmm. If you can't accept a friendship without feeling jilted or jaded or so hurt that it's going to reflect the relationship, then say no to that friendship. Yeah. Do not say yes to that friendship and put yourself in the friend zone (laughs) and then pretend that anything is going to change. Yeah, because that's deceptive. It's deceptive. It's Mm -hmm. disrespectful. And that person has made it clear how they feel. Yeah. And you're acting like that's not valid. Mm-hmm. Or that they don't know what they want. Yeah. And here's the thing. Maybe that can change. It might change their Maybe mind. Maybe circumstances will change. Yeah. But you can't enter a relationship thinking it's going to change or be convinced it's going to change. You can't and hang then, on that. And then getting angry it's that so it does so much pressure on someone. I've been on that side of the situation where I am the person that I know this person has feelings for mm-hmm. me. And I feel like they're just waiting. Yeah. And they're probably mad that it's never happened. Yeah, you could read it all over them, I imagine. Yeah, it's upsetting because it's like, (laughs) I like you and I want to be your friend. Yeah. And if you can't do that, I get it. Yeah. Like, if your feelings are strong and you're hurt by that, that's totally understandable. But, like, don't pretend Mm -hmm. that you're okay with it and then hold out hope and blame me for you not getting what you want. Just like yes. end the relationship and walk away, right? But for the for these guys, it just that doesn't even register as an option. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, and this is kind of a different subsect of people. It's not necessarily the <laughs> friend zoners are not necessarily the incellers. I only I only mentioned the friend zone because I think it's <laughs> uh, it was a, a sort of a hilarious term on a, on a level, and we were around to see that created and then sort of you know ridiculed and ultimately I mean, dismissed. Th- there are still people who use it and say it and believe oh, yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> but we get to watch that become like a uh, real life meme. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it is very related to this, all the same stuff. Oh, like yeah. The men's rights activists and, and the nice guys and the pickup artists and the insellers. Like I, they are not the exact same thing, obviously. Yes. And the insellers really just set themselves apart from yes. the others. But I think there's an umbrella. There's a theme. And I think that theme is, and this is really my conclusion <clears throat> here. Um, <laughs> this is about broken masculinity. It's yes. about fragile masculinity and it's about hurt that is never dealt with in healthy ways. Yeah. Um, I think all this is rooted in the, a broken, a broken masculinity to me looks like bitterness, hurt, inadequacy, lack of self-confidence. Right. Yeah. And to come back to something I said earlier, I really do think it is an issue of men failing men in the sense that everyone goes through hurt, yes. right? Everyone fails in You might even say that everybody hurts sometimes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, like everyone has that. Most of us, I don't, I don't think you can be in this sub community of people if you mm-hmm. have a healthy support structure around you of people going, you struck out this time, whatever, keep your chin up, be your best. Yeah. Something's going to come along. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, the most common way that guys support <laughs> each other. Yeah. You know, um, when it comes to stuff like this, and I know I'm speaking in a lot of broad terms here, and I know that this is, this doesn't apply to all men everywhere. I know I'm kind of speaking generally, but I'm, you know, to, to this issue, this well, is largely I, an issue of like, generally men what each you're other. saying, yeah. it, and not even specifically about this group, but people who have some kind of support system yeah. flourish. Yes. And people who, don't or don't feel like they do or feel abandoned don't or if your support structure is super cynical you'll just go into that and i think that's how you get all kinds of extremism right this is so similar to so many other forms of extremism and and you said it (laughs) earlier but it's true terrorism yeah um an insulated community without a healthy support system is like a it's just a self-worsening cycle yeah and so i'm going to say something that mm -hmm. is like difficult to I don't know I'm just gonna say it and we'll figure it out but so on the one hand obviously yes the people need to take account have accountability for the actions and their beliefs this is a group of people that feel like the universe the world society it's Mm -hmm. all their fault the dog burped again. He keeps burping. I'm oh, such a gassy baby. He really knows when it's getting too heavy. He does. <laughs> so, um, basically, on the one hand, yes, this is society's fault in a lot of ways. It's not solely society's fault, and people do have an individual oh, responsibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that broken masculinity that you're talking about, uh-huh. like, and this... If someone is like in this group is an incel, they're not going to like hearing this. But feminists are on the same page as you here. Like it is society, the way that society has viewed masculinity and strict gender roles that has created a lot of these problems. The way we men police each other. Yes. And we do because we were trained on the same thing. And there are some very specific ideas about I, what it I means when, to be manly. When people think of feminism, they usually just think of the woman side of things that like we don't like the gender roles we've been giving. Yeah. We've been given that we're weaker and we're more emotional and we're catty and we're this and we're that and we're not physically as strong. We can't do this and we can't do that. Like, right. yes, all of that. But yeah. also like a lot of feminists, myself included. Yeah. believe very strongly that yes men have been jilted in this as well when we've doled out the gender roles i mean we like socially speaking specifically we but right when those you know were reinforced over the years it it's not fair to either party but for men the way that looks is you don't get to have feelings Mm -hmm. you don't get to be validated you don't get to process things you don't have good coping mechanisms yeah because you have to be what society thinks is masculine Mm -hmm. so you have to be physically strong and you have to 
you know, just push down your feelings. You don't get to feel feelings. And, and, and to be undesirable is to be worthless as a man on some level. Yeah. And if you don't fit the view of what you think of, you think society thinks is the ideal masculine yeah. view or, you know, a Chad or whatever. <laughs> Chad. I feel bad it's, for guys named Chad around this. I know. <clears throat> but like, it's disheartening. Mm. And I, I understand that hopelessness because you feel like mm -hmm. this is what society says it is and I'm not that and so I'm fucked. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah, I think that's really it. Also, like if like you said, if there was a support system there, if yeah. there was someone who was more open-minded or more defiant of those gender roles or mm -hmm. someone to be like, hey, fuck that, like feel your feelings and it doesn't matter if you're not that ideal. There's plenty of people who are, like, successful and happy and in relationships or whatever things they want. Yeah. And are not those things. Yeah. Like, there's dudes that wear nail polish and dresses and are in a perfectly happy, healthy, heterosexual relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a specific thing yeah. to have the things that you want. <clears throat> you don't have to play the roles. Yes. I mean, this is... We're talking about fragile and broken masculinity. I think the, 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 the healthy masculinity comes from a place of – where did I uh, – so uh, it's it's strength comes from a place of love and compassion, I think. Strength is not necessarily being – Yeah. Being strong. Okay. It's, it's you know, it's it's exercising being better to the people around you. And I, I wish I had it available to me because someone just posted something about like – Toxic versus masculinity versus toxic masculinity mm. of like because people like to conflate it like, well, you just hate masculinity. No, I, I hate the society's the parts of society's view of masculinity mm -hmm. that is limiting and hurtful to men and women. Yeah, right. Like I, I don't like the reinforcing of like boys will be boys culture or. Mm -hmm. Like thinking of women as less than or, or not respecting women or like all of these things are not good. Yeah. That's the toxic part. That's what we're upset about. Yeah. But like there are ways to be masculine that's perfectly healthy and fine. Like yeah. I'm not telling anybody that they can't define themselves as a man or they shouldn't want to define themselves as a man and whatever that means to them. Yeah. Like that's okay. It's just bringing someone down for you to do that is not okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of bad things associated with traditional gender roles as they are. Sure. And I, I think all of this is so intertwined and it makes it so <laughs> complicated. It's really, really difficult to think about how difficult it was to talk about this tonight. Yeah. It was actually difficult to open this topic because so much of it is, 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 uh, it's just drenched in baggage, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying necessarily for you, but I, I think for a lot of guys, it, it's hard to broach these topics and to understand just the beginnings of like how it feels to be a woman and be treated the way we're treated. Like for some guys, I I think it's an, on, an honest ignorance of just not understanding that there are guys like this who really do like dehumanize women yeah. and and target us and make us feel like we are yeah. not as good or we are objects. And 
And I think like, more more common than most most men realize. Yeah, and and to bring up something that happened to our friend Chris. Oh God! Yeah, perfect example. Like he on on one level, yes, he knew this. He knew these things. But he hadn't personally experienced it Mm -hmm. because he's a dude and he hadn't. So he was in a chess group, right, online? On a a chess app, yeah. And it's like you you have your little icon. Yeah. And it was a picture of him and his fiance. Mm -hmm. And so every dude in this chess group just assumed he was his fiance. Yeah, right. And were so awful. (laughs) Jeez. Like, oh my god, really horrible, and and that's a thing yeah. that made him get it even more. Of like, him. okay, like just being a woman trying to play chess, yeah, I would have this reaction from men, like, yeah, and of, of course, it's not all men, but <laughs> it's prevalent, it happens all the time, and like anyone who who is trying to do the dating thing online, like, yeah. Just being a woman in the world, there's a significant male population who does feel this way and who will act this way. And yeah. I and don't not, even uh, think they realize yeah. they and do it or what it is. They're not all incels. They're not all nice guys. No. But they're not all kind. And they don't really see romantic potential romantic partners as equal people. And I, I do and it think shows. it's way more common the mindset of like being entitled to yeah. something from women is very common. Maybe yeah. not to the extremeness of like the whole incel thing, but yeah. like the number of posts I've seen yeah. of someone being like, I was on Tinder and I just like didn't respond to this guy for five yeah. minutes. Right. And now he's saying he's going to rape me. Like yeah. that thing over and over and over again. Yep. It's like you're not entitled to a response. You're not entitled to anything. Everyone's out here just trying, dude. I can't, like, I can't ever imagine like having. Okay, so I <laughs> reach out to someone and they don't respond for even a day or two days or ever. I can't ever imagine my next reaction is you know like go to hell, fuck you, hope you get raped. What an evil way to exist in the world to think you can say that to anyone. I don't think I've ever had that thought towards someone. No, I I felt shitty. Mm-hmm. I have felt bad about myself mm-hmm. and that sucks, but I don't think I've ever been like, fuck you for not responding to me. Like, yeah, right. They, they do have a term for this. And I think it was something, it's something to the, the, uh, the tune of like outrage entitlement or something like that. But it's, yeah, it's what all this stuff boils down to. Yeah. Um, uh, all these things are connected and it's, it's like so difficult. It is hard to talk about because yeah. it's. It's troubling territory. And and this is about the point where I realized there's never a neat end to this episode. There's no neat little bow we can put on this one. No. And sometimes there isn't. I do think it's important for us to recognize that there are things. There are <laughs> legitimate men's problems on one hand. Yeah. And also that, like... If you leave, if you, if you, like, if, if guys don't support each other out of this thing, it will never go away. Yeah. I really think it comes down to men to fix it. Yeah. Is, I mean, you don't become that hopeless and, and angry and, 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 uh, you know, occasionally violent and all that 
if you have people around you teaching you a better way to deal with grief, rejection, loss, frustration. It just this I, is what happens when guys get left to the <laughs> to the elements. I, you know, I I think the causes of this are so complex. Yeah, and so rooted in like societal issues. Yeah, and these, <laughs> that yeah. it's gonna be difficult for the root cause to get better, but. Yeah. I do think there is a general trajectory towards it. Yeah. Like, I I think our generation is, is like, and younger, and maybe a little older, it's just a lot of people. I yeah. do think there is a movement towards, like, being more accepting and being more encouraging of, like, of non-traditional gender roles and not being so strict about like, Oh, you're a pussy if you don't do this. And like making yeah. people feel bad about just who they are. Like if we can just stop making people feel bad about yeah. just who we are, I think that solves a lot of problems. And I think people won't feel the need. And these men won't feel the need to think of women as less than, uh -huh. If they don't think of themselves as less than in the first place, like yes, if you can, yes, 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 be okay with yourself. You're not so insecure that you have to like dehumanize people in yeah. order to get through things. Yes, I, <laughs> I don't think there are specific actions to take, but I do think it's important to talk about, and I'm yeah. glad that you did this and. Obviously, I'm angry, but sure. I, I'm well, not as, as, as bad as I. I thought I would be. You know, I, this also makes me angry. <clears throat> this affects, you know, this affects everyone. Yeah. This affects men and women. It affects, I, you know, like people in our lives. It I, affects us. I think this is a conversation I've had in my head many times, though. So it's why yeah. I'm able to, like, be as rational as I am about it. Yeah. And as understanding as I am. Because this is a like prevalent issue it is and it's not going away no it's not I, that that incel subreddit i was telling you about the one that i didn't name <clears throat> there are posts on average every two minutes yeah it is very active um so yeah I, it's something we have to deal with i i wanted to bring something up <clears throat> i wanted to ask you if you read it because i haven't read it myself but i have um heard of it okay and was interested in it did you come across an article from Vice um, called This is What the Life of an Incel Looks Like? I did, but I didn't read it. Um, and it's The byline is L. Reeve. Mm -hmm. It was posted in 2018, August 2nd. Uh -huh. And I know that because I've heard about it, mm -hmm. I haven't read it myself. But it is a woman who talked to mm -hmm. um, a female journalist who talked to incels and yeah. like actually sat with someone who identified as an incel in these groups, like yeah. next to him while he was in these groups. And at, sometimes they knew she was there and seeing their responses to her. Mm -hmm. And like, that's all the stuff she discusses in this article and really trying to get into the mind of like, why, yes. like, why do why do you feel drawn to this? Like, why is this your reaction to things? Why are you like this? Mm -hmm. Um, and basically what you were trying to do tonight is like just understand all of this quagmire yeah. like well, <laughs> that we got here. That's the thing I feel like I need to like say as we're rounding out this episode <laughs> is I hope no one who listened to this felt like I gave this a pass. I, I hope that. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think you did. And I don't 
think that anyone coming into this would think that. It's really hard to talk about this stuff without sounding like a bit of an apologist. Like to talk about the root causes of things without sounding like. No, I, I think under, like I said so many times, understanding yeah. the how and the why is important. It's not saying that these people don't have personal responsibility because they absolutely do. Yeah. If they didn't, everyone would be like them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The difference right. is like coping mechanisms and support systems and yeah. personal responsibility for your actions yeah. and the things that go wrong in your life. Yeah. Like there's a lot of reasons if it were just, you know, it, not everyone is like this for a reason. Yeah. But it's important to understand the overarching reasons why this is possible. Yeah. Yes, I think so. It's not apologizing for it and saying, well, it's the world's fault and that's it. Yeah. People have personal responsibility for this. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's unfair to just say these people are just like this and no one else, the world didn't do anything to to be a part of it. Like that's not right either. And there's also like a fairly active, uh, group of people bully, <laughs> bullying these guys online too, for what and, it's worth. And that's not helpful either. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I understand. So do I, <laughs> but it's like, there's, there's a subreddit called incel tears dedicated to continuing to further break these students hearts. Yeah. Which no matter how you slice it, isn't helping anything. And, it's not talking people out of that mindset. Cruelty is cruelty, and being shitty to other people or treating them like less than is not going to help the situation. Yeah. That's the big reason we're here. Yeah. Like, just be nice. Be kind to people. Be nice. Just be nice. Just Why be nice. can't you just be nice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's as good a note to end on as any. Um, so thanks for walking through that one with me, because you know what? That was... Dense. It's tough, but I'm glad we did it. I'm glad too. I, I don't. I'm sure I didn't get everything right. I'm sure I didn't necessarily. You know, I wasn't as articulate as I wanted to be everywhere. But you know this what? is a complicated we're, subject. We're humans. Yeah. And we're trying. Yes. And it is a difficult topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we we try and we make mistakes and we'll fumble and we'll learn from them. And someone might come to us and point something out that we didn't get right or talk about, you know, just the right way or whatever. But, like, the point is it's better that we're trying. Yeah. And it it doesn't forgive mistakes, but it's a step. Mm -hmm. The beliefs I have now are very different from the beliefs I had five years ago. Yeah. And things I would have said back then – and did say five years ago, make me cringe today. <laughs> same, so same. So it it's about growth. Yeah. And I I think we handled this the best that we could. Yeah. Just about as well as we possibly could, considering what a complete powder keg it is. And also just be nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. Be kind. Be nice, to people. guys. Don't be treat people like people. Stop being a dick. Don't be cruel. Why are you like this? <laughs> Um, All right. So this has been a very long episode. Uh, Yes, it has. Two and a a quarter hours. Is that that. the longest? I think that's the longest. Yeah, I think some of our guest episodes have been longer, but I'm not sure. This is about the longest. So 
Uh, we're sorry and you're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. We'll see you next week with another episode. Bye-bye. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 